Before Zoom Info, business wins took a lot of time, energy, and patience. Now, Zoom Info helps you automate, scale up, and reach marketplace domination. Win faster at zoominfo.com. Zoom Info, how business goes to market. All right, hey fellas, we're back. Of course, we had to get you after the after the uh, the schedule. The, the the best, absolute best. Um, not only podcast, Chiefs podcast that Serta's a part of, but the best Chiefs podcast out there. Um, and there's some other good ones on Arrowhead Pride. Um, but uh, it is the best. Uh, my British guys, they said the second best. Come on. Um, their, their show is fantastic. Brad sure. Brown do a spectacular sure. job. Listen, hey, I don't agree with Tiger when it doesn't agree with me. Second place doesn't always <laughs> suck. Okay. Speaking of Tiger, damn. Um I just want to say we were doing this recording on a Thursday uh, night, May 18th. Tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to be on South Beach, baby. I'm going to be in Miami. It's my first time ever being in Miami. I've never been to Miami. First timer. Being in Miami, leaving the kids at home, putting them to bed. Granny's got them. It's go time, baby. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you right now, three, button, three buttons down the whole way. Three, the entire time I'm there, I'm three buttons down. Last I'm time sorry. I was in Miami, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and then the whole world shut down. So uh, best best of luck to you, Ron. I hope it goes yeah, better baby. for I'm, you. I'm showing, I'm showing side <laughs> boob all day, baby. Down, baby. I'm showing side soft pecs all day, baby. Do you do? So do, do you wear like a tank top under the tank or under the what? shirt? Or you just oh, go no, man. Oh, man, just straight three buttons down, little side soft peck. Let's go. Let's go. I can't wait, baby. I can't Is Ron wait. going like the short crop top style swim trunks? Uh no, I got seven. Seven inch. I okay. saw some fives. Saw I have them. I have short ones, I think. Really? I wouldn't take that. Not like crazy, <laughs> not like crazy short, but I think they are short. They're definitely, I think I wouldn't definitely not you. very long. Steve, I, I would take you more for like late nineties basketball. Like late nineties. No, see, like, I don't even like own. Like I don't exercise. Total. I don't even like the own... mesh basketball shorts you had to wear well, when just, you were in like I mean, seventh grade. Just the length. I take oh, okay. it more like yeah. Dakota. No, I'm kind of. I, I kind of go shorter with the shorts. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, when you get out, they really press up against you. They're riding up. Yeah, they do. There's a chance. Yeah, that's you how can, I know they're short. Could have a problem. All right. <laughs> All right. No, I don't go short. I go. I go the normal seven. Uh, but uh, more power to you. So. I'm excited, baby. I'm feeling good. I've already started my vacation. That's just been drinking what I assume is an alcoholic beverage. It's not. It's just orange juice. He's <laughs> drinking orange juice at 8.30 at night? Yes, just orange juice. The greatest orange juice. He's only saying that because he knows his, uh, his workout guy is listening to this right now, and he'll get in trouble <laughs> on Monday if he hears that he's doing anything. Dude, red is the craziest. <laughs> it's the craziest. I I don't post anything on on IG anymore, but he follows anything that would even come close to showing me anything. Well, he does it. I've seen him do it to people. It's what I learned. What he did it to me. He walked in. Somebody walked in. Somebody walked in and he was training, and he just looked at him dead in the eyes. Didn't speak to him and just said, "Papa knows." <laughs> Hey, I respect it. That guy is on a mission, and he's and making he sure said, you get your money's worth. He said, Papa knows. Let's kick things off with 100 squats and 100 <laughs> lunges. 
said, he just said, hell no. No, I'm not doing this. So I don't post I don't post anything. I'm not posting anything with this Miami trip because he's like you just gotta take the pictures for yourself. I'm gonna have I'm only gonna have post of me running on the beach <laughs> or doing exercises. All right, just all right. Listen, schedule came out. Chief schedule came out. We knew what the the the, the teams were gonna be, but we didn't know the order. And now that we see the order, now we see how this thing falls together. Like I look at the schedule, fellas, and 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 I will take feedback. There was a point in time in my life, especially in this sports media business, where you know I felt like I was really right. 95% of the time and not really open to hearing another side on discussions, but now I've really grown and I am open to hearing things like I, I am not confident in this because I think there are some holes, but it feels like to me and I, and it feels unfair and I'm, I'm coming to you guys to tell me if this is unfair, but when I saw the schedule, this was my feeling. I saw the schedule, saw it come out. I said, Man, the Chiefs have reached this LeBron status, this Patriot status, where the regular season really does not matter to the Chiefs anymore. Like, they're not defined. They're not looked at. They're not judged by what they do in September, October, November, and December. They're just not. Like... It's a, all right, we have to play these games to get to the place where it matters, the playoffs. And I felt it was that way the year they lost to the Bucs and the Bengals. I felt when, when they were Tyreek, they won their Super Bowl, they moved to it. It was just like, it doesn't matter. Man, who cares if we win 15 games? Who cares if we go 14-2 and two at the time? It's just really about what we do in the regular season. And then we lose in the Super Bowl and all hell breaks loose. Right. It felt like it was that way. Last year felt a little different, but this year I feel like it's unfair because when I think in my head of like how many guys have been around this 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 team that's been to five straight AFC championship games and three Super Bowls, it's really not that many guys, right? It's like Mahomes, Jones. Is Marcus Kemp a part of that group? I'm sorry, Marcus Kemp, is he has he's he gone. He's gone. He's, damn, he's gone. Yeah, no, it's no, over. I, yeah, he's out of here. I mean, after the the three, the, like that core three of Jones, Kelsey, and and Mahomes, like it's like Clyde, who who BK despises in a football sense, <laughs> not as a person, but in a football maybe sense. both, honestly. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe both. Maybe just hates him as a person. Uh, like, but Clyde's probably next. He's he's been he was there when they lost to the Bucks. So I mean that. So it, I feel like it's a bit unfair because it's not like this is a group that's just been through everything when you look at, like, the Patriots, how many guys they had on it. But it does feel like they've reached that point where the regular season really doesn't matter and who gives a rip. They just got to win enough games to get to the playoff part, which is where they're really just. I feel like it's unfair, though. Am I wrong on this, or is Derek Naughty like, the fourth longest tenured chief right now? Derek Naughty. Is I that true? Yeah. Yes. Gotta be. Yeah, he's he's a part a lot of this. This is, what, year five for yeah, Derek Naughty? 2020, or 2018 was when he was drafted. I, I'm trying to go through the roster real quick to see, no, like, am no, I missing not, something? I did, I did this. I was like, well, it's really not that many guys. It's that crazy. have been here in a long time. Like, so, I feel like, I feel, so, part to me feels like that's unfair to say, 
Yeah, man, they're they're in this space where man, they're not just because they got a lot of newness to this team. So but I think there's that way. I think there's two different ways to look at this. I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Like, what are they going to be defined by? What are they going to be evaluated by? Well, whether it's via via fans or like national analysts, it's going to be by what they do in the postseason. If they go ten and seven or fourteen and three in the regular season, nobody's going to care. Now, people are going to think it's really weird if the Chiefs end up going 10-7 and this year, and they'll be like, I don't really understand how that happened. Maybe there's some injuries, whatever. But they'll be defined by, okay, they were 10-7 and in the regular season and then went to the Super Bowl, right? Or And then failed in the playoffs and something horrible went wrong with the season. But really, the regular season isn't where this team is defined, not any longer. They're not like the Titans. They're not like uh, the Vikings. They're not like the Giants, who last year had a great regular season and everybody called it a success. The Chiefs could go 15-2 and this year, losing the first round of the playoffs, and that is a failure for them because of what happened to them in the postseason. And so I agree with you in that regard. That being said, I think the regular season last year started to matter again. Like, I I thought that was part of the enjoyment of the year. It's why last year was my favorite Chiefs season with Mahomes at the helm. is because, like, the journey through the regular season felt meaningful. Because they were trying to figure out who they were as a team. And I think there is some of that to this year as well. Like, they do have some more established chemistry. Like, you have a year under their belt with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And technically, Sky Sky Moore was a part of the system last year. But you're, you're kind of still trying to incorporate Kadarius Tony as your legitimate number one wide receiver. I'm not totally sure how the roles are going to break down with, with this receiving core. There has been a decent amount of turnover with this defense going into the season. So I do still think they're kind of evolving. And so for that reason, me as a fan, I'm actually looking forward to the regular season, even though it's not what they're defined by. Let's see what you're saying. And, and sort of, I feel like it's unfair for me to, to do that because of the newness. Like you talked about that, like, I mean, how am I going to come through here, man? You're, right, you're leading wide receiver. Who was it? Juju. He's out of here. McCole Hartman, somebody who's been around. He's out of here. Hey, what about tackles? Oh, you got two brand new tackles this year. Uh, it, they're out of there. Like, there is someone. Juan Thornhill, he'll, he's out of here. Like, there, there is a lot of newness. We'll see. Frank Clark's not on the team right now. Now, obviously, Chris Jones will, is going to fight tooth and nail daily and using social media to try to guilt Brett Veach and Andy Reid into bringing him back. Um, but like, it, it's like, mm. well, like there's so many things that, that, that is, that are new, but the still, the thing that comes off is they came off winning a Super Bowl, and Kelsey Mahomes, Chris Jones are still there. And I still view this as, I don't even care what they do in the regular season. I don't even care the schedule. Like, I don't even – like, I look at it – I don't even view it as like, oh, the schedule came out. Ooh, I'm not even looking at it. It's just like, all right, man, just do what y'all need to do to get in the playoffs, and that's when it really matters. And I feel like that's unfair to do to a team that everything you just explained, BK. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's unfair because, yeah, when you're in this territory, when you're who Patrick Mahomes is, like, that's – the expectation but yeah like bk was saying them showing more of an urgency in the regular season last year and that doesn't mean they didn't have stinker games like they always do like they went to overtime with the malik willis tennessee titans and won that game 20 to 17 like there's no absolutely no reason that game should have gone to overtime it only been 20 to 17 but they still have those games occasionally but i I think there's a case to be made that last season 
moving on from Tyreek Hill and, and not having that crutch that they had become so reliant on to make these game-breaking plays when they really needed them was really important for Mahomes, and it was really important for Andy Reid because I think we got the best version of Andy Reid last season that we had gotten in a couple of years. And so now with all the young players that they're still trying to build around, and we've talked a ton about the offensive line and the wide receiver group, they're still figuring that out. So I don't think that they can take those weeks off the way that they used to. And I think Mahomes knows that too. And that's why we saw him um, express like how involved he was. That's why he's running his own wide receiver camp in Texas now in the off seasons, basically. And even he's mentioned after they won the first one, he thought we're going to win them every year. We're going to rattle off four in a row. And then he learned how difficult it was. And that's why after this one, after the second one, he was like, I know how hard it is now. And that's why this one means even more than the first one did. So I, I think they're still going to sleepwalk through games, but uh, I, I think they know that the expectation is Super Bowl or bust moving forward, basically. You know, I'm listening to you say that and listening to how you started, especially at the beginning, BK, I, I feel like I know what I'm doing. And this and this and anybody who've, who've been teammates of LeBron have felt this. Teammates, I think, of Brady as well is see I'm it's it is that feeling for Mahomes for Mahomes in particular it is that feeling of hey y'all dog, dog these regular this regular season stuff don't matter for Mahomes but but maybe I'm pushing that on the team too because for Mahomes it really doesn't doesn't matter like I, I guess you could say maybe maybe he's looking to get more MVPs to catch you know Peyton or something but really like that's not what you're going to be defined for or defined by, but the team, maybe that's unfair, but I, I'm, I'm mixing up Mahomes and the team together. Cause Mahomes is on that track and that, that would, and, and like, I bet you like a guy like Anthony Davis had to feel that before he won a championship or, or a guy like Ky, Kyrie had to feel that because when you're, when you're on LeBron's team and now where you're on Patrick Mahomes team, it's Super Bowl or bust, whether or not you're it's fair or not. And that's that's where the Chiefs are. So yeah, maybe that's just it's because of who they have that is why it, it, it's that space. It's why I think it's really important to make sure that you're turning the roster regularly. Like I think it's important to get guys that are hungry. And whether that be young guys, guys that have not won elsewhere. Um, bringing in a couple of guys that have one elsewhere that have the need to prove themselves yet again. Like, I think those guys are really important to bring in because I do think it can get stale. Like I, I know Ron, you're a big basketball guy. So you look specifically at the warriors, right? It's really hard to recreate that hunger every yes. single year when you've won the way that they have. And the chiefs are that team in the NFL right now. And so when you're bringing back the same team over and over again, and this is where I think they got whenever they went into the off season and, and decided to make the move with Tyreek Hill was we can redo this. We can run it back with Tyreek. It can be really good, but eventually we're going to have to make some changes. And it did feel like the year prior, things did get a little bit stale and there were reasons to believe, Hey, maybe if we reallocate these resources in a different way, we can actually make it better. Despite the fact that we don't have one of the three best conservatively speaking wide receivers in the NFL as a part of our roster. So I like that Brett Veach is willing to do that. I think this year they've done a really good job of it by bringing in some guys on the offensive line, by bringing in uh, some of these defensive line linemen that are going to be a part of it. Like I, 
I think they've added new fresh blood that is going to feel like the regular season matters for them. When for many of the guys that have been around for a number of years, it really doesn't. And I I think that they really illustrated that by just moving on from Tyron Matthew too, like based off of his final season in Kansas city, where like you could watch him for stretches of a game where it did not seem like he was putting forth very much effort at all. And cutting him was, was a good idea. It, It was the smart move and it was what they needed to do to try to, to move things around and try to make that secondary younger. And and it was, it was a huge help to them. And I I think that's just what you have to do when you have that superstar quarterback. Yeah. I, you know, I don't listen. I don't want to go crazy because I don't like people who do this, but I know there's some growth in this roster, but we said this in the last podcast and I thoroughly believe this. There, there, there is some growth there. I think they have, potential to be more talented than they were last year. I think I don't know. It's less proven at this point, but I think there is a potential at a lot of spots for them to be more talented than they were last year. Receiver, secondary, uh, offensive line, um, uh, defensive line, pass rush. I think they got a chance to be more talented. Man, I look at this schedule and especially how it was put together there. Like we looked at last year's schedule. There were a lot of stretches where it's like, damn, like they had to get up. This isn't up. They got to get up every week to get things together. I look at this schedule. It's pretty split up. All of their tough games are at home. To me, their toughest games, when you think of Buffalo, Philly, and Cincinnati, they're all at Arrowhead, right? And Green Bay is obviously a lot different. Now the Jets are better. They're two toughest road games, in my opinion. Like, as to me, I, I, you know, I don't know what Denver's going to be, so I don't, I, I don't look at that. But I look at the Jets and the Jags as their toughest road games, and they kick this thing off against Detroit, who I don't think is going to be ready for that that spotlight. They could put up a really gaudy record if they if they come in and care about the regular season. Everything we just talked about, like if they come in and they're like, if there is any thought of, hey. We're going to put real focus on trying to winning every one of these ball games and coming in with real focus all 17 weeks, whatever it is that the 07 Patriots struck up to do to get ready for every one of them games that they won. I'm not going to say undefeated or anything. I think they got a chance to put together a gaudy record. I, I could see them being a 15 or two or even 16 and one type of a record. I, I, I know they have weird games. But I'm just saying, if they put forth the focus, the way this schedule breaks up, like they could put together a gaudy, gaudy record. I'm not. Gonna I don't dis- know that they. I don't know they care to, but they could if they wanted to. I'm not going to disagree with you at all in terms of like this is a really good team, and I said coming out of the draft, I think it's as deep of a roster as we've seen because of the last couple of drafts stacking them on top of one another and having that young talent on cost controlled contracts like that allows you to do some things with your depth that you, this team didn't have previously with Brett Veach at the helm. That being said, like it, there's going to be some growing pains early on. There's going to be some games where like guys aren't getting open at wide receiver and they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do here? How do we manufacture these easy touches for guys? Kadarius Tony's going to get hurt. Like we know this is going to happen. He's going to miss multiple games this year. You're going to have, probably a game where one of Donovan Smith or Jawan Taylor are just abysmal for you. Like weird stuff is going to happen for this team. 
And so while I want to get on here and just be totally with you, Ron, and say 15 and two, 16 and one, hell, why not 17 and I'm 0? Just say, I'm just saying the way the schedule sets up, if they went into every one of these games, because like the 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 big the big thing, like it's you got you as a Missouri fan, you're not quite used oh, to come this. Come on, man. So as a Kansas as a as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, now you're getting getting used to it. Like there's a Super Bowl champs, they have Patrick Mahomes, so like they're going to they're going to be every team's like every team is going to be up for them, and they've and they've had to deal with that here the last several years. And they, but if they if they are there to say, all right, we're going to match that every week. The way this thing breaks up, it's just they're just there's not a stretch of like anytime you say, all right, who are their tougher opponents? All right, it's Buffalo, but it's sandwiched in between Green Bay and New England, who I think they can just work the hell over. All right, and then it's the bank. Like their toughest stretch is the Bengals and the Chargers back to back weeks. But those things are bookended by trips to New Orleans and home against the Raiders. Like it's just it, there's no like, bam, bam, bam. There is no Jacksonville Jets bye week then Bengals Bills. Right? There's no and it, it, I don't. But I don't know if they will want to have the focus because I, I I know what you're saying. We sit here and watch this, and they have boo boo games. That's that's what I wanted to bring up. Like. What you're saying is totally reasonable, Ron, but we know who they lose to. They don't tip like, they, do they lose one game to a contender every year? Sure. They also lose a game to somebody that stinks. Who they do lose you see? to the dreaded Colts. They randomly lose to the Texans. They have a tough game. What was that, 2019, where they're like, they found a way miraculously to come back and beat the Detroit Lions on the road. Like, Weird stuff happens to this team. So I'm looking at week five, who and I see team? Minnesota, who is terrible, genuinely terrible. And that's a game that I'm like, okay, they're, yeah, not, they're, definitely, hold on. they're not terrible. Stop. They're horrible. They're, they were the biggest fraud I've ever seen in the postseason. Yeah, but they're not, they're not terrible. <laughs> they're not terrible. They still have Justin Jefferson. <laughs> He's they're going like six games this year. They're horrible. They're going to be last in that division. They're absolutely awful. They're going to be last. Their defense yeah. is probably going to be bad. They're horrible. Uh, you guys just wait. We'll, we'll look back on this four months from now, please, six I'll months from please, now, whatever right, it is. And you guys are going to say BK was right. Yeah, we'll see. When they're 11 and the six, min- Yeah, six. Minnesota Vikings. School. All you guys out there, you fans, your team stinks. They're terrible. No, there's no reason for you um, to October 8th of, on the, the good road. good people of Duluth, Minnesota, there is no reason for you to go and just take out all of those people. It's beautiful up there this time of the year. Uh, I on know. the road, 325 kickoff. Tony Romo going to be on the call for that one. Yeah, that's the one that they lose. They find a way to lose that one, like 20 to 13, for no reason whatsoever, and we all leave wondering what the hell just happened. I, I could see them having a Justin Jefferson licking his chops for that game and Kirk becoming inspired, but no, I – I feel like Kirk trash. would just cave in that game. So. Like I, I just but, – but to me – not they, in prime time. If they roll in this thing – if they roll in this thing with some sort of focus every time, sure, but they don't like, do that. We know this. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying they can. They when you look at this schedule, the way it's put together, like you said, like they could go, they could go if they cared. If it meant that much to them, which I See, do not believe it does. If it meant that much to them, I think they're thinking the way I said moments ago. Sir, I think they're thinking, let's just get to the damn playoffs. Oh, shoot. Yeah. We, lost, but we, we I, dropped I think, one on the road somewhere. I think some of that comes from the top, too, though, because 
you can even point back to Andy Reid led teams with Alex Smith, where they would play teams that you were like, yeah, you're a much better team than they are. And then they just lose the game and they'd play terrible offensively the entire time. Like, I just think it, it, it's sometimes it's a focus issue with, with Andy Reid led teams for some reason. And that's why, like, I still think that they're, they're easily winning 13, 14 games. But like if they wind up being, you know, 500 in an early stretch of the season, I also wouldn't be shocked by that at all either. I'm not shocked. Okay. okay. As you said, I don't want to stay on this too long. As you said, Alex Smith, this is just, I have to get this out off my chest. With all of like the amazing technology and what we've been able to do in health or in, in, in everything, reconstructive surgery like is there no is that is that is that absolutely the best that we can get that leg to look i know i know he's been through a lot and it's a it's amazing is that is there is this like a recent thing i haven't seen no i just see like i I watched (laughs) not touching this one i i watched that commercial and listen they have done an amazing job i just look at it i'm just like is there is there any I mean, it was an, a, an, a, I mean, a horrific injury. But I just look at that. I'm like, is there any other way that they can have that thing looking the way it does? I just, I just yeah, I every time I, I watch I the commercial, what I what I, I know watch, about is stuff from movies. So <laughs> I don't actually when know. I watch, when I watch that commercial, I'm like, can they steal some meat? What commercial? From is he wearing he's, shorts or something? He's got a commercial that is about his 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 leg and and his. And, and a shoe or something. And he's wearing, I'm just like, man, with all the reconstructive surgery that they're able to do on body parts, that's the best that they could do. I did not see this you going know? in this direction. I this know you not, did, this but is not the direction that I thought every time I think about Alex Smith, I think of that, that commercial and I think, dang, man, like, that's it. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, you know what I didn't get to do when, uh, when Alex Smith was in Kansas City? Watch Noon Red Zone. And now that he's no longer in KC and we got All Patrick day. Mahomes, you know what I get to do for 16 of the 17 yeah. weeks? Watch Red Zone for the noon slate every like, single week. It's I'd like a couple more noon somebody. games myself, there's, personally. Dr. James Andrews, there's somebody in South Carolina or Alabama that can make this. You know, I, I ran into Alex. Great. I think it looks great, Alex. It, it, it doesn't. I, I went to – I saw Alex uh, at the Plaza Art Fair one time. And he had to get serious with his boys. I really enjoyed it. Me and my wife, we sat there. He had to stop them and say, hey, guys, hey, chill out. I believe I mean, that's exactly what Alex said. Had to get with it. Plaza, Plaza Art Fair had to get with him. I said, oh, I didn't know Alex had that in him. You could tell he could take control of a huddle because he told those little young kids, hey, chill out, chill out. But, man, shout out to Alex. I mean, we're good to see you, but. I just I think it every time. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks it. Find that commercial, BK, and you'll say, "Boy, could pull he's something else together." He's doing great. Alex he is, is doing great. great. He's doing great. He's a lot better on TV than I thought. He's and good. I guess that's you know who's going to be good on TV, by the way, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's going to be awesome. I got to see that. I, you, I'm not going to. You're going to be surprised. It. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I got to see that. My bold prediction: He's going to be better in five years than Romo. People will think that he's better than Romo. Yeah, Romo's well, just Romo's, yeah. Romo's awful. I mean, Romo doesn't care. No, he's not. No, he's not. See, that's what the people get. No, he's not milling in it. He's always been that bad. He's always been that bad. 
Oh, he can, he can. Oh, he can predict plays like Troy Aikman sitting there thinking, "Oh, yeah, I could, I couldn't have done this for years. <laughs> I couldn't have done this by alignment for years." Before Zoom info, business wins took a lot of time, energy, and patience. But today, Zoom Info aligns your sales and marketing teams, identifies ideal customers faster, and automates your go-to-market strategy. So you can scale up and get on the fast track to marketplace domination. And that's how winners win. Unlock insights, engage customers, win faster at zoominfo.com. Zoom Info, how business goes to market. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What what is the deal with people? I, I I'm really like one of the most surprising things as we had in the OTAs and training camp is the reaction of the Chiefs tackle situation. And and, and I don't okay here goes we we've lost BK right here. Like I I when I we talked about it on the last podcast when they brought over Smith I'm like hey makes sense here we go now they want to make sure they protect their number one asset the best they can. Let's get a veteran guy in here that we know what he's going to do. One year deal until we're ready to move. But it, like I, I'm not surprised by a lot of things. BK inserted. I am. That one surprised me that people were just not like, no, oh, sounds good. So that that's a good move. That makes it. That makes it. I, I, that one has caught me off guard. So first of all, it costs them nothing to do this. Yeah, he's got a two point seven million dollar cap hit. So money-wise, like, does he get per-game bonuses? Yeah. Is he going to probably end up making, like, $9 million? Maybe. We'll probably. see. But it, it costs them so little that you almost had to sign this. And then we get into the known versus the unknown. And I think that's really what's happening here, Ron. People are so in, in like, they need to see the unknown And they don't want the known because Donovan Smith is known to be fine. We don't know what Lucas Niang is going to be as a starting offensive tackle. We don't even know if Wanya Morris can play in the NFL, much less be a quality starting tackle. They've certainly tried to see what Niang is going to be, and he keeps getting injured (laughs) and not just securing the job. Yeah. Uh, Last year, he won the job out of camp and then like immediately basically was hurt. And that's been pretty much the story of his NFL career thus far. People really wanted to see Jawan Taylor try to become a left tackle. You know what Jawan Taylor was really good at last year? Playing right tackle. You know what Donovan Smith has been, like, not great at, but solid at over the course of his career? Playing left tackle. I don't understand. I genuinely don't get it, guys. Why people are so mad about the Chiefs signing a perfectly adequate left tackle and playing Jawan Taylor at his natural position of right tackle and adding depth, which is what they have needed over the past few years. And after they lost in that Super Bowl against the Bucs and said, never again, this is what they've done every offseason is add depth to the offensive line. You now have Niang and Wanya Morris in reserve in case anything were to go wrong. Or if you see that Donovan Smith isn't living up to expectations and you say, you know what? 
Let's go ahead and try something new here. Let's put Jawan Taylor at left tackle. Let's go to Lucas Neang at right. This freak out over them signing a solid veteran left tackle is absurd. Y'all got to relax. Sir, what kills me is, like, coming out of the draft, I was actually, for those who feel this way, coming out of the draft, I was actually like, all right, uh, this is what we're going to go with. Like, we're taking a chance here. Like, last time we took a chance here, we're going to bring somebody who plays right tackle to play left tackle. And I think he's athletic. I'm saying he could do it. And I'll trust that you all believe believes he can do it. But we let Wiley go, and we're going to bring either a rookie or a guy who hasn't shown it enough and stayed healthy. Like, this is what we're going to do. I was actually it's ecstatic when I saw Donovan Smith was signed. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. All right, now we're going to make sure we protect the greatest asset. That I was excited because I was more nervous after the draft thinking, mm, they're taking a chance, and the last time they took a chance like this up front, it, you know, it backfired. I, don't, I just don't know how people weren't, didn't feel more relieved after seeing the decision they made to go war war with somebody who we I mean this guy had to had to block for Tom Brady the statue uh of the last couple of years and I I, I don't know I was relieved when they signed him that okay this makes more sense I I just want to call this conversation what it is and not specifically our conversation that we're having right now I'm talking about the conversation as a whole is being had around the Chiefs tackles right now. Uh, where are you going? And it's just people who are arguing to get engagement on their podcast channels or social media channels or whatever the hell it is that they're doing. Like that's all this conversation is because it is stupid to be like, why wouldn't they give the third round tackle the guy that they just drafted? Why wouldn't he be the starter? Why wouldn't Lucas Niang be the starter? Really the Chiefs have done everything possible to show you they do not believe in Lucas Niang. They drafted Wanya Morris. They they went out and signed Donovan Smith so they could put Jawan Taylor back at right tackle. And that makes sense. You don't play games with the offensive line when that's your quarterback. That makes all the sense in the world. And then the argument goes, well, they paid Jawan Taylor all this money. They paid Jawan Taylor right tackle money. He's a high-end right tackle. That's exactly what he is. And his contract reflects that. They didn't go out there and make him Trent Williams. Like, they, they didn't give him that kind of money. Like, let, let's be real here. Like, it, it's a right tackle contract. It's just a high-end right tackle contract. And you don't play games with this anymore. It costs you a Super Bowl, and they're never going to do it again. So this conversation is stupid. It is a dumb conversation. And yeah, I'm just... so tired of having it because it's idiotic. Donovan Smith is 29 years old. I am fully confident he is going to be good next season. I am fully I just, confident if he is healthy, he will turn in a very good year for them next year, and he can go get paid somewhere else, or they can have conversations about it. But he is the best option that they have, and Jawan Taylor at right tackle is the best option. But BK, I just I can't understand like the people who say, I feel more confident and comfortable with Taylor at left tackle and Niang or Wanya Morris. At it's not right about tackle, confidence. That's, I feel, that's where we're like, messing this up. Well, it's just not about right, that. It's about, it, it's about how can, people but, thinking that they have a plan for the long term. It's about long-term planning. And that's for, not what this team does. This but, team but, is not trying to build for 2024. They're building for right now. They're trying to win in 2023. And Donovan Smith helps you do that. Okay, but BK, even if we're building for 
for down the line. How does that move hurt building for down the line? If I was to argue the other side, which I vehemently disagree with, what I would say in response to you would be that if you think that eventually Jawan Taylor is going to be their left tackle, then he should be playing it right now. And if you think eventually that Lucas Niang should be their right tackle, then he should be playing it right now. I don't feel that way. But, but, I, but think they view, I think they view Juwan Taylor as a right tackle. And but I why think they can't wanted that happen to dr- next year. Why can't that happen next year? Agreed. That's the case. Why Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I see no reason why that can't happen next year if they end up wanting to go that route. Like maybe next year, Wanya Morris, hell, maybe this year, Wanya Morris is so damn good in training camp that they're like, yo, we found something here. This is way better than we expected. He is the Trey Smith of right tackle for us. And we're going to go ahead and put him at right tackle. And Jawan Taylor, we're bouncing you back over to left. Like that is very possible. That's great. That's great. That awesome. would be awesome. Absolutely. And then you've got Donovan Smith as a swing tackle. Like that's not a bad yeah. thing for him. Yeah. So great. You added in there. But that is not the likely scenario. The likely scenario is Wanya Morris isn't ready. Lucas Niang either gets hurt or is what he has been, which is fine. Nothing more, nothing less. And Donovan Smith is a really solid starting left tackle. So to to answer your question, Ron, I think people are just, they're so interested in finding out what the long-term answer is on the offensive line that they are losing sight of what the immediate answer should be. I don't understand. You just can't have a long-term answer at every single position. Like you, You just can't. So they did the best uh, best option that they had available to them, which was bring in a veteran and draft guys, and they've got a bunch of depth on their offensive line in ways that they haven't had before. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's Patrick Mahomes, the the number one the, the number one thing in the entire league, not just on your team, but the number one commodity in the entire league. And they're trying to protect that commodity as best as possible with proven players in positions they've played that cost them $9 million. And it doesn't even stop the long-term growth because they're just there getting better. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I I just, I don't. don't Trying to talk logic into these people doesn't work because they are illogical. The Chiefs signed a really solid veteran player it, this would be like last year, the Chiefs signing uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and people being like, oh, shouldn't have done that. You ended up drafting Sky Moore and he stunted his growth. No, man, Juju was good. He helped you. He helped you win last year. I don't know what Sky Moore is going to be long-term. Maybe he ends up being excellent. Him not being excellent in year one is not going to be the thing that ends up holding him back in year four. It's- also with that little part, they're forgetting that even in that analogy, you know, Juju isn't Dependent on protecting the number one asset in the in the league, yeah. and that's that was my <laughs> next point. Like, if you want to get into that argument and say they should have spent that money on a veteran wide receiver compared to an offensive lineman, I'm taking the offensive lineman ten out of ten times over the veteran wide receiver. I don't unless unless it's Mike Evans. Yeah, the, the money interested. is nothing. The the money like yeah. is basically nothing this year no, for a starting left tackle. Like, you can't find guys at this price. Speaking of money, I feel like it's coming with Mahomes. But hey, we saw we saw Jalen Hurts reset the market. We saw Lamar Jackson then reset it after him, and now we know Burrow is coming, Herbert is coming, and I I'm betting Mahomes is probably going to get his thing redone. Uh, these quarterbacks is about to make bread. Yo, if you don't get it now, 
Like if these quarterbacks don't get it within the next two years that we've been talking about as like the next guys, right? The the players that could actually be rivals for Mahomes. Good luck getting at after it. This is their best opportunity. They messed up last year by allowing Patrick Mahomes to go ahead and get one in that season. If you allow him to get another this year, and then they're all making either the same or similar money, dude, then you have a massive advantage in Kansas City because Mahomes making the same money as whoever your quarterback is, Mahomes is the more valuable player on that exact same contract. So the the Chargers, the uh, Ravens, the Bengals, the Bills, all these teams that are paying their quarterbacks real money in the AFC right now, this is your year. You need to take advantage (laughs) of it now before those extensions really start to kick in. Yeah, and there there is, like, with Burrow specifically, like, T. Higgins is coming up for a contract fast, and he is an important part of that off- offense, and I don't think they're going to be able to sign him and Jamar Chase because T. Higgins is going to want $20 million a year, and he d- probably deserves it. He's a really talented wide receiver, and if you're going to pay Joe Burrow $50 million a year, T. Higgins $20 million a year, well, what are you going to pay Jamar Chase? $30 million a year? Well, he deserves it. He's that caliber of a player. That's a lot of money for a, a team that isn't very uh, well known for spending a lot of cash. And so they've got to figure that out right now. When it comes to Mahomes, like I, I think it's just going to be it, – it'll be a per-year thing, and they're going to give him a boatload of money up front, but it's always going to be something that they can move cash around. Well, I mean, well the difference is, one, Joe said he was going to try to be uh, friendly – to keep teammates. Well, he's got an saying? owner who's notorious for being cheap. No, nah, nah, I ain't about to be cheap, but I, I just, I, I don't believe Joe. And I don't believe Joe and Joe's agent. I don't believe Joe is just going to sit here and just say, you know what, I'll take now. Nah, Joe gonna, Joe, he's going to get 55 a year. He's, he's, he's going to get money. everything. But the, here's the, the real advantage is the Chiefs have been living this life. Well, first off, the advantage is Patrick Mahomes is just far and away better than everybody else first and can be more of, as I call the fixer, than anybody else. But the second part is the Chiefs have been living in this life. And not just living in this life, now these jokers out here finding starters in the seventh round, two of them. They're, I mean, they've been able to find people in the draft and be able to, to put a team together around them. So they know what it's like to live in this world in a way that the Bengals, who – like the Bengals can't, the Bengals haven't put together an offensive line while Joe's not getting paid. <laughs> they've found they've found three starters in the sixth round or later in the last two drafts. The Chiefs have. Yeah, I mean the Bengals can't put together an offensive line, and he's not getting paid yet. Neither is Chase. Like that's going, it's going to be tougher. Like they can't do it in the draft, and and the Chargers, well, they're the Chargers, but I mean. Like that's 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 gonna come. So no, I'm I'm with you on that, man. The Chiefs have a, a large advantage of one, they just got the best player in the sport. And then two, like they've just been living here. They know how to do it, and they've already put themselves in a position to to be able to excel out of this. Fellas, I can't go anymore. I gotta go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I got I gotta shoot to Miami. I really do. My teeth look good, just got my hair cut. You know, I'm feeling good. You know, it, 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 I gotta go three. You know what? I'm confident right now. I, I might just go four buttons down. That's too aggressive. You're right. Four's a lot. Four's a lot. It might be hot too. Four's a lot. Four's a lot. Four's a lot. You're right. Three. That's it. 
Bron's going to a hockey game. I could feel it. He's going to see the Panthers. <laughs> you I should, would, man. I, I like hockey. Hockey is fun, especially to attend. That's like one of the only sports where it's so much better in oh, person than it is. Uh, we should go to Nashville Predators games. It's absurd as chicken. We got we got to get the Coyotes to KC. We got we got to get the Coyotes to move move to KC. Well, Houston and KC are the top two spots that they that they believe. They and apparently, to. randomly, like Salt Lake City is an option. I don't know. And Toronto. So I guess the Maple Leafs aren't enough. Um, <laughs> whatever. All right, fellas, we are out. Before Zoom Info, business wins took a lot of time, energy, and patience. But today, Zoom Info aligns your sales and marketing teams, identifies ideal customers faster, and automates your go-to-market strategy. So you can scale up and get on the fast track to marketplace domination. And that's how winners win. Unlock insights, engage customers, win faster at ZoomInfo.com. Zoom Info, how business goes to market.